Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Backpacking and Blisters family, this is Derek Somerville with another episode of the B&B Podcast. And alongside me today is the only backpacking legend uh, I've ever seen use his underwear as a hammock. Um, when, when things got rough, you know, he went tough, and I really appreciated <laughs> it. Carl, what's up, buddy? I like that saying at the end. I think, have you used that one before? I think you've used Did I? hammock. You've used hammock before. I've, I've used the word hammock or something. I think I you're mean, starting to recycle a little bit there, and that's okay, because I've got a fresh introduction <laughs> for my good friend, Derek Somerville. He is a man who refers to Snowman's offspring as children. Children. Wow. wow. Because it's I just I feel like when you do yours, I just want to leave these huge awkward pauses just to let them ring out yeah. you know what i mean yeah. feel free and that says something because and we've I'm got a that. winter episode ahead and so this is why that relates it's gonna get cold it's gonna get real cold this episode <laughs> well, that's a better intro right there i like that you like that i do like that something to strive for something to strive for um, I'm, I'm excited about this one so i don't i've only got a couple small tidbits and then we'll jump right in all right, sounds good. Okay, so of course I wanted to uh, do a reminder about the guest host challenge. So if you want yes. to be a guest host seven point this winter, then please submit an MP3 to us or a review on your favorite podcast app. We'd appreciate that. And speaking of MP3s, we do have another one, and we'll put that towards the end of this episode. A I kind of label this as a pretty ridiculous one, which I'm I think you'll be looking forward to. All right. I'm, okay. in, I'm looking forward to it. Sure. Yeah. So with that said, what do you think old man winter looks like, Derek? Uh, I feel like he's a, just a scruffy. Uh, I want to say he has a beard, but then I thought about it a little longer. Okay. Upon reflection, I feel like he has a giant handlebar mustache with huge chops. Gotcha. And uh, I just feel like he lives in either in a cave or... <laughs> or a big like a bigfoot nest up in the tree which right. would be interesting to see you know or some shoddy uh makeshift uh unabomber cabin somewhere <laughs> unabomber cabin. one of those things <laughs> yeah what about you uh my answer is actually job thirty-seven ten, our bible verse for the episode <laughs> <laughs> from the breath of totally god different direction <laughs> from the breath of god ice is made and the expanse of the waters is frozen I think that's like the essence of old man and winter. So I don't think there's a mother nature or an old man winter. I think God created nature and he created winter and there's a purpose. So it's for us to embrace. So trick question. 
I feel like you set me up. I did. That's yeah. kind of what I do on this podcast. So you do that yeah. consistently. I freely walk into your bear traps, if they, as you will. And no, I think I think it's entertaining to think about what a character like an old man winter looks like. So I think it was still a good answer. It would be. It would be. Uh, people don't. People don't often go backpacking in the wintertime, and are they missing out? Well, I'm going to say mostly for good reason. Um, okay. I think there's some things they can miss out on, for sure. Um, All right. Like what? Well, there's less people, for sure. I mean, there's... Far less. You're going to have far less people. Um, you're going to see different animals out there. Okay. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I think that's uh, there's something to be said about... like. I went on one trip with my wife and there was a lot of snow in the ground. It was, it was still considered summer, but it was really cold. Okay. And, um, it's considered summer, but it was really cold. It was, well, it was like July, but there was like snow everywhere, which is, we didn't, you know, like, <laughs> is this where you're going to mock me? Look, it was winter. We're, we're talking conditions. about winter and you're using a July example. Look, all I'm saying is when snow falls, it gets cold. Am I right? high five b and b thank you okay, okay all i'm saying is uh okay. it was it was summer months but it was winter conditions unexpected okay. winter conditions so it gave me an idea of what it would be like uh it was not something i would pursue doing but i will say it, it created a different ambiance in the forest okay. a different feeling and it was quite enjoyable so but it was so I like cold. that you're that you're that you're starting the episode with I don't want to do this, but we're going to give some information about this anyway. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know, I don't. I wouldn't choose it. That's just me, though. You did mention a couple episodes ago that uh, that you have some experience down in Antarctica and you dug your snow grave. So this is not too far off the beaten path for you. Do you well, uh, no, it's not. But you know, Antarctica and anywhere in the U.S. Or anywhere, any populated area with like wilderness, except maybe like Alaska, is there's just it's a different environment because you know that there's civilization somewhat nearby. Would you say it was colder in Antarctica or colder in July on I mean, that one trip you're referencing? Oh my gosh, are we having this conversation? Obviously, Antarctica's colder. Okay, just want to clarify. Oh my gosh. So I think other advantages that you mentioned with the no crowds, if you're going to go to some major places, then. Permits are pretty much like, I wouldn't say they're guaranteed, but pretty close to that. It's quiet out there. If you like the, the peace and the quiet, you're going to get that. You do. I don't know if you see different animals or just fewer yeah, animals. for sure you do. Like, are you thinking like Yeti instead of Sasquatch, or what are you thinking? Well, that's that's your ballpark. I don't know about that, but, um, okay. you know, you get uh, different. You get like the white. I, I call them the white animals come out, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I saw it on National Geographic. <laughs> the rabbits, you know, the foxes, things okay. like that. Uh, yeah, it's hard to see rabbits. It is not really. Well, maybe for you, I don't know. But okay, you get different little animals that come out in the winter, and they're survivors. You know, whereas you get other animals that go under the ground or hibernate or whatever. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and that's what, you don't have to you know deal with the bears as much and some of the other animals like that. But um, hot chocolate tastes better in the wintertime. Would they require, let me ask you this, do you, I don't, I don't think I've ever thought about this. Do they require bear boxes in the winter? <laughs> let me answer your question. I don't, I don't really know because when I lo- tried looking it up, they didn't have, at least the places I tried looking, didn't have clear answers on that. But I'm going to say no, that you do not have to bring a bear canister in the wintertime because even if they do require you to just so that you simply get in the habit of doing that, 
the amount of rangers on trails in the wintertime are almost down to zero. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. In ter- like, talking about, like, regular patrolling, not talking about rescuing and that kind of thing. I'm surprised, but, you, I'm surprised you haven't pushed for a winter trip more. You know what I mean? Uh, just because of that reason? Yeah. I mean, you're talking about... So, one of the drawbacks of winter is that be, that because it's so cold, like, you're going to be carrying extra stuff in terms of just warm stuff True. and so if you're looking at shaving weight by not bringing a bear cancer you're gonna make up that weight in other ways yeah but yeah but anyway uh, um other advantages we mentioned is a hot chocolate tastes better and this is a season that gives you the good excuse if you're a guy to grow a beard can you Very grow useful. a beard Carl? a full beard? beard yeah 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 you've seen it before i'm proud of you yeah. with that said we are going to come up with we individually came up with three tips to help get you out into the winter, or if you're already out there in the winter, get you out more often, maybe in different ways, mm. and in, in kind of different ways to think about things, some kind of, at least for my list, unexpected and possibly some helpful tips. So, yeah, Derek, you got your three, right? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, why don't you go first? Uh, I'd say one thing you can do to um, stay warm in a winter trip is to reduce the ambient space in your tent. So like if you right. have, let's say you have a three man tent and there's two of you there and there's some extra space around the perimeter. Um, that space okay. can cause a little bit of cold to come in. So I would always recommend like maybe line the outside of the perimeter of the bag with like your backpacks or other okay. kind of gear just to eliminate that space. Cause as you know, like when, when we are in like a, a three-man tent with four guys or a four-man tent with four guys and it's snug as a bug like you're sweating bullets in there usually so i'm typically not but i think that's because there's a lot of headspace and so i would actually go so far as to say yeah you probably don't even want to bring that three-person tent. you want to bring uh, as small a tent as you can get away with so there is like even reduced headspace too yeah so ambient space definitely i I would agree with that one true one true true okay yeah what do you got oh okay what i have is in terms of actually, I've got a way to lighten your load and also increase your heat at the same time mm. with a multi-purpose item that is free in most places, but not California, hmm. and that is grocery bags. Mm. Yes, mm. one of your favorite items. What's the what's the R value of a sleeping bag, Carl? Do you know? Of a grocery bag or a sleeping bag? Or a sleep or a grocery bag? Did I say sleeping bag? Grocery R, bag. The R value is 0.5. <laughs> I think you just made, I just that, made up. that up. <laughs> that sounded really that's legit, a, you, though. You haven't even heard why, what I'm talking about here. So I think I know where you're going with this because we saw a guy do this on the last trip who had been hiking over 100 plus miles, I believe. Was that? Okay, yeah. Well, and I've seen you do this before. Where there's, So I've got two uses for the grocery bags. True. So the first use is, I think, where you're going with this, which is to put it over your socks to keep your feet warm, right? Yep. True. Okay, so that's that is that the so the grocery bag itself doesn't have the R value, I don't believe, but it's it's simply trapping the foot heat in from releasing. So it's not providing insulation; it's just simply sealing it up, which can be a detriment if your feet get sweaty. But if it's really cold and your feet aren't going to get sweaty, it's kind of like a temporary band aid for the scenario. Which I think in my scenario was helpful, but yeah, in the long run, it's not that great. It depends on the situation. True. So another thing you can do is people that aren't super experienced setting up tents in a snowy environment, and depending upon the consistency of the snow, have, have a hard time in windy conditions, like really trying to get their, their stakes into the snow. And even if they have like stakes 
tent stakes that are made specifically for the snow, they just, it doesn't always work. And some people are experts at this, but for those that are not, you can fill your grocery bags with snow or ice or whatever. Then you bury them with the guy lines tied around them, and you want to have your, um, you know, the top part of the bag, like the handles hanging out of the snow. Mm -hmm. And you can anchor your tent in if you do that with all of your guy lines and all of your, you know, the corners of your tent. So grocery bags two ways. Well played. Well played. Thank you. Thank you. That's well played. Uh, I, I have another one to improve my winter experience. Um, uh, we all like to bring our cameras. We all like to bring our electronics. We all like to, well, not all of us, right. but some of us that want to document the trip. So if you're one right. of these backpackers like we are, um, as you know, there is a minimum and a maximum temperature which to store electrical devices, right? So if you leave right. your phone or your camera just like out by the campfire or even out of your sleeping bag, it can get really, really cold. <laughs> and you're okay. a by the campfire, not, exi- not, not, not right next like to the like campfire. A, like an extinguished <laughs> campfire. Um, okay. <laughs> if, you, if you leave it out in the cold, um, there's two things that can happen. One, you can just damage the entire product altogether, or you will, secondly, drain the battery a lot quicker when it's cold. So right. as, uh, as a something to do about that. Um, one thing you can do is sometimes I'll throw my cell phone either like in with me in the sleeping bag. If you have a, some people have pockets in their sleeping bags. Some people okay. put it in their pants. If they're, you know, a sleeper that doesn't move around a lot, you can also put it maybe right. like at the foot of your sleeping bag just to keep things uh, warm. Uh, Cause you don't want those things to get ruined or broken or drained as you know, otherwise you don't get the pictures. Right. So, there you go. But let me ask you this. If you're going to put it in your pocket and you of the bony hips person, won't the bony hip, like what, if you're sleeping on that side, won't that just like crack the screen? No. No, it won't. I did it last, I did it last trip okay. um, because I have such an amazing sleeping mat now. Um, I can roll over. Um, the bony hip is floating on air, if you will. And okay. the, the cell phone is like on my thigh now, so it doesn't really... Okay. You know, or or if I'm so the, like, a cell phone is almost like an additional piece of insulation for that one rectangular area on your thigh. What do you think <laughs> the R value of cell phones are? I'm gonna say one <laughs> three eight five pi. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. Let's go with that. So All that's right. that's what I go with that. What's your two? What give me your two? I think that what we're doing here is we're coming with the list. It's really solving some potential problems for people that want to go out there. So you're the problems that you've solved so far are people that, you know that want to bring electronics out there, but they don't want to get it, get them broken True. or zapped with the cold. And how to and you want to and your other solution of of trying to keep kind of the warmest possible environment inside your tent. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that was a solution you had to that problem. And, and mine, we're trying to keep your feet warm and also anchor your tent in. So another problem that I think a lot of people have going into the uh, into the winter environment is they realize they've got to make some more purchases they've got to upgrade their clothing a lot of times and they've got to buy additional gear whether that's cross-country skis or snowshoes or poles if they don't have them and that can be daunting because they can be expensive or they you know you got to do a lot of research on that stuff if it's brand new and so my solution for that is if you just want to kind of dabble and see if you like it a lot of places will rent that gear yes and then you can decide is this worth my time there's also places if you go to particular mountain areas, which will let you try out the gear for free for like a day use, and then you can kind of see if that's, you know, in your corner of things you want to do. But 
Okay. Anyway, rent versus buy, I think, is a good way to get around that. That's true. Yeah, I, I wish I would have... Uh, like, if I know I'm going to go where there's snow, I would definitely rent uh, snowshoes for sure. Because I remember the trip that I encountered snow. I didn't even know it was going to be there. It was like right. a nightmare. Like, it was like a good yeah. knee-deep. And it was like... It was tough. And then everything else gets, you know... Things are getting wet. It's ridiculous. So, For sure. Um, okay, so... Okay. I, I think there's obvious. I'm going to state the obvious before I mention my third one here. Obviously, you want to try to transition if you're wearing cotton stuff to maybe like synthetic or wool type of clothing. I think that's going to okay. obviously make it a, a lot warmer. Um, but my third one, I think I've solved the age old question. If you haven't figured this out yet, I mentioned it in a previous episode. Uh, if you're sleeping in your in your sleeping bag, it's the middle of the night, and that urge to pee yep. comes. Do you right. get up, or do you stay in your bag and tough it out? We talked about this. We did talk about this, but we didn't really dive into the the best answer for this. And the best okay, answer well, is yeah. actually to get up and go pee, and I'll tell you why. If you're holding on to your pee, Carl, you're burning mm-hmm. calories, and that is going to create uh, a, an environment where you're going to be getting colder over right. the long haul. And so it's better to get up. Freeze your little tushy for a couple of seconds. Go do your pee-pee and come back in because you're going to sleep better, you're going to stay warmer, and you're going to be happier. And I know every time right. I do that, I'm happier. Just saying. Okay. Well, so I give you a thumbs up for paraphrasing exactly what I said. You know what? I'm going to give myself four thumbs up because <laughs> I was more direct and less roundabout than you. <laughs> okay. Check. So I, I I see where you're going. So your research was pretty thorough here. You're like, I'm going to listen to an old episode, and then I'm just going to write this down. And then <laughs> yes, that's exactly this what one. I did, girl. This is okay, so this is your second recycling of the same in the same episode. There's no <laughs> there's no recycling. <laughs> I think it's your mission just to point things out. I have other other things on my list. That I'm not even going to say. Like you can just take some of my list if you want. Look, I have other things I could use. <laughs> I just think that was prevalent because I just. We didn't talk about the burning of the calories. Did you talk about burning we, of the calories? We, I didn't use the phrase burning of calories, but I did talk there about you go. that it requires energy and it, you lose heat. I, I did discuss that. Well, and people probably heard that episode and they're like, well, why am I losing heat? Carl didn't, he was so they vague. They wanted to know okay. I wish right. Derek would be more direct. And so there you go. <laughs> You're burning calories, people. You're burning welcome. calories. I'm just filling in the holes that you leave, you know? I'm just we should call you the, the backpacking scientist because that's really what you are. I should be. That's Is that a job? That should be a job. It should. You know what? It is now. Because you are now our science expert. Anytime there's science on this episode, I'm going to say, Derek, what's the answer? And you'll probably have something. Just call me Derek Nye, the backpacking science guy. That's what I'm going to... Okay. Okay, so my last tip, this is for people who have been absolutely disregarding our tips and are like, okay, like I don't even know why they're still listening to this podcast. They're like, this is not for me. I do not want to go in the wintertime. I like it when there's green... There's beautiful mountains. I don't mind seeing a, seeing snow from a distance or walking through snow in my shorts, mm. but I do not want to sleep outside when it is below freezing. And you know what? You oh. don't have to because a you lot don't. of places across America have backcountry huts, or they call them backcountry yurts, where they're basically like mm-hmm. primitive or in some cases like relatively advanced cabins where you can simply snowshoe in, you can cross-country ski in, you can hike in if the trail's exposed, and you can rent these spots and they have, you know, everything from a heated cabin to stoves to ovens to even lights. And they've got tables where you can kind of play cards and just hang out. And then 
if you like I've brought a sled before you can go sledding during the daytime if you're gonna hang out there for a little bit longer um, you can nice. even sled back down to your car we did that and that was that was awesome so this is for people that's kind of like the hybrid between the seasons if they just want to still still get out but not fully embrace the cold it can be cold and snowy during the day and there can be challenges getting to and from the trailhead for sure and you got to know your navigation a lot of times but if you're up for that challenge it can be a lot of fun true true yeah, well played you. have you ever done that before by the way uh no no i was gonna go with you guys and i i wasn't able to go on that one trip right right that's when i invited you over a year in advance and somehow you you weren't able to make that one couldn't do it i was sad over a year in advance you know some I of us are big deals carl i'm a big deal in apparently the bank so i apparently you know so People need my services. That's all I can say. Before we jump into the trivia, I do have a couple other things on my list that we didn't get to. That just kind of, I'll say, I'll call them shout outs. They're not part of my big three. But if you're up for kind of taking things to the next level, if you dig a snow cave, talking about that ambient air temperature, you can keep that ambient air temperature manageable above 30 degrees, and which is pretty darn warm for the hard of winter time. And mm. then also something to watch out for is uh, stove malfunctions with the ga- with the gas, depending upon the gas. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, do your research on that. Try to keep it warm. We talked about that before in a previous episode. But another solution would be just to bring multiple stoves or multiple fuel canisters to uh, to avoid that. So there you go. Those are my last couple items Beautiful. on my list. Those yeah. are gorgeous. Now, with all that said, with all that said, Derek, do you think you'd be up for a winter adventure? I would do one. I don't think okay. I would favor doing it every year, but I would. Okay. I would try to do one. Gotcha. I mean, I've yeah, done I've done a couple already, so I'm not going to say like, oh, I've never done one. I've done a couple; they're not my favorite, um, but I would I would. It depends where we go. Like if we're yeah. going to Alaska, that would be a little insane in the winter. But um, okay, I'm sure there's some great winter spots that I would love to see. Yeah, well, Alaska would be crazy just because it's going to be dark for potentially yeah. the whole 24 w. hours. So exactly. Yeah. No, I, I have done quite a few of these different styles, and I definitely like the hut version. Better. It's a little more expensive though, but I am gonna do one this winter, so long as I can get a few folks to go with me. So I've already thrown an invite out, and we'll see if it happens just a little bit after New mm-hmm. Year's, and mm-hmm. I'll let you know how it goes. But me being a uh, sissy in the cold, I'm gonna call it like a survival adventure. We're gonna try to employ some different survival techniques to really warm up just not just our tent, but just our the ambient temperature around camp. I've got I saw some some uh, dual survival episodes where they were able to do that. I'm going to try to use some of those techniques. So we'll see what happens. Okay. More on that later. Yeah. That sounds good. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. 
develop high-quality, technically sound products, and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com um, Are you ready for some... This is going to be... I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. Well, it's not really a bandwagon. I'm going to jump in there with you today for the trivia. Okay. And you're saying, how are you going to do that? I'm going to show you. But first... All right. Derek's trivia. What you right, got? As you know, uh, I'm a huge deal in the backpacking world. I have a total of 11, <laughs> 11 Carl, followers online. So that's double digits, buddy. 11 followers for what? Just online, bro. Just just let it happen, okay? Just, just let it happen. So anyway, <laughs> here we go. Uh, this trivia, I have not done this trivia. This is a 10-question, multiple-choice trivia thing, a uh, question about winter camping. Okay, so okay. I'm gonna take it with you. We're gonna see. Uh, do you want? We could either do it simultaneously but separate, or we can just do it together okay. and see how we do. No, let's do it together. And is this from a website that you found? It's on the World Wide Web. Yes, um, I could have printed okay. it out Good if source. that's easier for you. If you don't want to, you know, it's an online. You, you know, print out the internet for me. Thank you. It's like a quiz, buddy. Do you want to do it, or you, unless no, you're scared? Because I feel like I I want to know the source. Is this like I feel like whenever I, I bring up these trivia, you you get scared and then you start mocking it because you're not sure. You know, I just get worried. I don't about get scared, you. but I definitely start mocking it. You're like, right about there's that. There's no control here for you, so you're gonna have a hard time with us. You know what I mean? So, I'm wondering if this is like a teenage boy scout going for like the trivia merit badge, or if this is somebody who's oh, legit trivia merit badge. Trivia. That would, that's a power badge right there. Let's it just is. go with it. This, this is gonna be good. Okay. So your answer is I'm not telling you. Let's go for it. So here we go, buddy. Ten questions. Let's do this together. We're gonna have to agree on the answers. So. We'll see how amazing we are. I have not looked at this test. I can only see the first question. Question one: What is the what is one what's one of the most important essentials during a cold weather camping trip? Is it an extra jacket, an air mattress, a battery powered heater, or a positive attitude? I want to say a positive attitude. Yeah, that's it's probably like kind of one of those like the least obvious answers. The answer. So I'll go with you on that one. I think that really, though, I would... You want to say an extra uh, jacket? No, I don't think the extra jacket. I think you, that implies you already have a jacket, so I think you're good there. I think you... I think I'd go with this. You, you'd want to have a sleeping pad. Like, that's... I feel like it's you essential. Do. I, I want to say positive attitude. That's me. Just, it, just click on it. Uh, correct. It is correct. A positive attitude. You need it to stay warm. Perhaps the most essential is the positive attitude, which includes patience, good sense of humor, Etc. Okay. Okay. So we're one question deep into this really thoughtful quiz, and I'm already challenging the authenticity of this because of that first answer. Why? You're telling me a good positive attitude is not essential when you're in a winter environment and things can go wrong. And it's I cold. think if you, you are trying to get people. some sleep, would you rather have your positive attitude or a sleeping pad? If you're sleeping padless and you're laying directly on the snow, I think I'd rather be a little let's, grumpy. Let's say we're with people that forgot that sleeping pad, Carl. Do you want a sour Sally or do you want a positive Paul who I just made that up who are thinking of solutions <laughs> to solve that? That's all I'm saying. I apologize to the Sally that's a listener for Derek calling you a name, but I, I think I've been making my case on this one. <laughs> Question two. When your hands and feet get cold, it's time to put on a hat, go inside. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry. Okay. Let me try that again. Put on a hat. Go inside. Oh my gosh. Or put on an extra pair of socks and mittens. Put on a pair of socks and mittens. Where are you going to go with? Is that you agree with that one? You think extra pair of socks and mittens? So yeah, certainly like going inside socks. will help with everything that you're going to so throw at us. So let me just with. let me just clarify. You have a pair of mittens, and then you have a larger pair of mittens that you brought to put over those mittens. Lloyd had had a couple pairs of mittens in Aspen. In my heart, I'm going right. to say go inside, but I'm going to go with you on socks and mittens. Incorrect. And we are incorrect. Putting on a pair of gloves and socks might warm you up, but the better choice is to put on a hat. Okay. Putting on an extra pair of socks and mittens. We should have got this actually because it will prevent heat loss from your noggin, which obviously yeah. a lot of heat uh, is expelled. Usually you don't Three have like quarters. the either or. You, you probably have the hat and the socks and mittens. So... So keep going, keep going. Number three. All right, here we go. Number three. It's better to wear tight fitting clothes versus baggy clothes when dressing for cold weather adventures. Mm-hmm. True or false? I like this question. Yeah. What do you think? Are you reevaluating the authenticity? <laughs> um, <laughs> is it better to wear cold? <laughs> How quickly you flip, my little teenage friend. Okay, let's see. Is it better to wear? T- I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Ooh, I want to say true, but I'm, I think I'm say true. Okay. I'll stick with the untrue. I think it really depends. Like, if you're talking about okay. baggy clothes that are still sort of enclosed, like there's no, you know, bell-bottom type air There's-, holes coming up through your legs kind of a thing. Right. Then right. I'll stick yeah. with you, though. Go ahead. Okay. Let's see what the answer is. I'm going to say true. Incorrect. Your body heat itself most is most efficient when it enveloped in a layer of warm right. air. Dressing in loose layered clothes is better. Okay, so I think I'm still going to challenge the question because it wasn't clear whether those baggy clothes were like airtight-ish. So, yeah. Yeah. Number four, true or false. When you're hiking, be sure to bundle up, even if you feel warm. So this one is going to be false, although this is kind of a common one. Like you want to wear the appropriate amount of layers, but you don't want to get too hot to start getting sweaty because then that's danger zone right there. True. I was going to say false too. That is okay. correct, false. And it's talking about perspiration is not right. your friend and sweating, all that stuff that we were just talking right. about. Nice job. Number five, which statement is false if you're trying to keep your feet mm. warm? Is it false to keep them insulated, Okay. keep them dry, uh, make sure your socks are snug in your boots to keep your toes extra warm? Which one is a false statement to keep your feet warm? Snug is relative, uh, subjective, I guess. Yes, so it's probably the snug one. What do you think? Um, I want to say definitely, definitely dry is correct. Dry is yeah. Oh my gosh, dry insulated makes sense. Oh, okay, oh yeah, we'll go with the snug. Okay, snug is correct. This could make your shoes okay. too tight. Keep your blood circulating to avoid. Yeah, okay. I still think you want it. You want it snug. You don't want it too tight, but you want it. Snug. Yeah, you don't want it too tight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, six. Which of the following shouldn't you wear? When winter camping, should you not wear a blue jeans, a wool sweater, <laughs> polyester long underwear, an acrylic stocking cap? <laughs> acrylic. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know my materials. I don't know what acrylic I'm gonna, does. Or I'm going to lean you, but... immediately towards blue jeans. I have an acrylic sweater, and it's okay. one of the warmest things I wear. Okay. So. I don't know if. I'm I, again. I'm probably naive on this, but when you say you have an acrylic sweater, I'm imagining like one of the ugly sweater contest sweaters that like 
85-year-old women wear. You can imagine that. Is that what it looks or like? Or you can imagine people being like, wow, where did you get that sweater? Did you go to Europe and get that sweater? Because it's really cool. <laughs> you get a lot of that. You know what I mean? Is it a sweater so, or a sweater vest? If you can do It's not a sweater vest. <laughs> okay. Don't ever say that to me again. Um, okay. Right, blue, go jeans. blue jeans. Blue jeans. Blue jeans it is. Cotton kills people. Uh, <laughs> have you heard the phrase cotton kills? That's because it does not keep you warm. Uh, avoid any cotton denim not warm okay next question number seven you have a jug filled with drinking water at your campsite it's best to put it inside your tent set it right side up in the snow set it upside down in the snow Mm. or cover it with a tarp i don't like any of those answers like i would probably keep it I mean, if it's really cold where that could freeze solid, I would keep that as close to my body as possible. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't freeze. Or if you have a campfire, not not in the meltage zone where it's going to melt the plastic, but just somewhere close enough where it's not going to freeze that's up. Not, that's not my forte, as we know. I think I would keep yeah. it in... I want to say keep it in the tent. The tent? That's this what... tent seems like... I don't think that's going to be the right answer, but I, of those choices, that's probably what I'd do. I think, it, I think they're going to say it's the upside down one, but probably. There we go. Let's see. Incorrect. They want you to... Oh, no, it is put in your tent. I just clicked on the wrong answer. Whoops. Okay. Yeah, we're right. That's okay. right. What should you do, number eight, with your boots at night? Set them outside your tent and cover them with a tarp. Or put them in a stuff sack and set the sack inside your sleeping bag. <laughs> uh, I'm going I'm to go outside your tent and cover it with a tarp, which is kind of what we do anyway with the, uh, the, uh, vest- the vestibule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... I would go with that one too, but I have a feeling that that, might, that other one might be right because I think I've, I have read that people do, they don't do that with their boots necessarily, but they do that with their insoles to try to dry them out, which mm-hmm. I would not do, but I have seen people suggest doing that. Let's see if we are not the majority. We are incorrect. Nothing worse than right. putting your feet in frozen boots, put them yep. inside during that, but it stinks so yeah, bad. That's so not going to happen. I'm never going to do that. No, me neither. Forget it. Okay. Uh, number nine, what's the best way to treat what appears to be hypothermia? Do you quickly place the person by a roaring fire? Replace any wet clothes with dry clothes and then place the person by a roaring fire. Give the person hot soup. Replace any wet clothes with dry clothes and then place the person in a sleeping bag between two people. Mm. I, I right away want to lean toward replacing any of the wet clothes. Oh, yeah, for sure. So the question remains. Yeah. So by the fire, fire or with, between two people, I'd probably go with, I, I think the sleeping bag is the, because uh, the fire is only going to warm up one side or part of them at a right, time. Right. So I think you got to go sleeping bag. I think in a perfect scenario, unless you're by yourself, you would want to go, because I mean, when am I the warmest? I'm warmest by in the tent, in the sleeping bag with other people. So yeah, to me, that makes the most sense. Okay. It is correct, my friend. Correct. It is. Do not try to raise it too quickly by the fire or soup. Instead, place the person in between warm bodies and gradually rise, raise your temperature. Right. Final question. It is impossible to have a campfire at a snowy campsite. It is True impossible. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say false because that's not accurate. I don't life. think this quiz knows who's taken it because I if they knew that. that you, it's, the master of campfires... It's possible, but considered a luxury. In location where fires are allowed, you can use a fire pan, blah, 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 blah. Right. So, yeah. Okay. It it can be challenging, for sure, to to build a campfire. Looks like we got seven out of ten. 
including the one that I accidentally marked wrong. So I, I, I gave us an extra point, so we get seven out of ten. Right. So not, 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 not great, but not Seven horrible. out of ten on a questionable quiz. I'll take it. But the one that we got wrong, I'm going to give this eight out of ten, because the one that we got wrong with the um, putting your shoes in the tent or whatever, I'm not going to do that. Sorry. Yeah. Well, if we're going to go down that road, I'm going to give us a 10 out of 10 because that was there were some ridiculous questions. So, <sighs> but you would there. always do that, so that's totally accepted. Mm, um, say, mm, maybe not always, sometimes. Either way. I mean, okay. I mean, I'm happy with 8 out of 10. That's what I'm happy <laughs> okay. It's fine. So typically, Derek, this is where you like to wrap the show, but I promise that we're going to have an MP3 submission, and I don't think this is a long mm. one. So we have a listener, Chris, who has a question for us. So, backpacking and blisters, I do have, um, I got some questions for you. So, if I were to go on a backpacking trip with you, if you were to allow me to go, and I um, only brought a fanny pack, that instead of a, a, an official backpack, I brought a fanny pack, and I also decided to, uh, I was going to fast on the trip as well, I was going to bring no food, and also a sword, a giant Excalibur sword that I would carry in the middle of a lightning storm. So... As a recap, bringing only a fanny fanny pack, uh, no food, and uh, an Excalibur sword in hopes of uh, getting in the middle of a lightning storm. Wanted to see your thoughts on that. If you would uh, still take me on your trip, then uh, let me know. And uh, sounds great. Backpacking blisters. You guys rock. Over and out. So obviously he was kind of poking fun at the fanny pack thing that's that you brought on your first backpacking trip. I mean, I don't, I don't know why. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it was amazing. Your no food challenge, I think, is a- yeah. And th- well, that was not my. That was that was somebody else's. But he was referencing a couple of our backpacking videos from our, from our uh, YouTube page. So he's saying, right. I guess, what we know now, would we invite that guy on the mm. trip? So are you gonna invite Chris along, Derek? What do you think? You know. Where are we going? That's that's really the question. Well, I we're think, obviously it, going someplace into the mountains in the wintertime. Well, I think I think what I'm saying in the wintertime, I'd say no, 100. percent A little crazy. I like the lightweight effort, Christopher, right. but a little extreme. Um, unless you're going to be doing hunting, if you have like a buck knife in that fanny pack, then maybe we could talk. But you do have a sword. Yeah, that's hard that. to catch a rabbit with a sword, though. You know what I mean? So <laughs> unless you're slaying bears and wolves or wild boar. So right. I think I'd lean towards no, but I like the effort. And as long as he can carry his fair share of the group gear, and he's probably wearing most of his clothes and toughing it out, maybe we'll be able to build a snow cave so he doesn't need a shelter, I think he can make it. So is he invited on the next trip? We'll see. We'll see if we can reach out to him. And if he can really bring all that gear, I think that's what it boils down to. Is, is he really going to be able to get all that gear? I think you avoided answering that. directly, though, Carl. I think I said yes. You said yes, he's for sure on? That's what you're saying? I said yes, with the consideration, with the, with the possibility of building the snow cave and all, all the considerations I just, just said. Fair. So that was, that was a yes, but I doubted his ability to get the gear. So he said, if I had such gear, would you bring me along? So we got a little, Chris, we got a little bad cop. And a little almost good cop with Carl. So that's what you're looking at, buddy. Almost. Okay, so thank you for the MP3s. Please keep them coming. We really love them. And I think we'll wrap it up. That'll do it for us, guys. Thanks again for tuning in uh, to the podcast. We love you guys. Thanks for all the support. Um, Like Carl said, keep submitting, keep reviewing. That always helps the podcast get more notice and uh, gets more attention. Um, It's all about you guys. So thanks again. And remember, guys... It's not backpacking unless there's a few blisters in the winter.
Take care. Okay, there's one more thing, guys. I know we were talking earlier about you know, how to stay warm, how to get your, how to make your winter trip more enjoyable. Um, there's something that I didn't really want to say this in front of Carl, but there's something that he does that he thinks is, I think it's like the placebo effect. Like he thinks it's keeping him warmer, but it's really not. And so what he does is like he thinks on a really cold night, he'll take some of the the ash from the fire and he'll rub it on his face uh, as a beard because he can't really grow a full beard even though he said he could it's like kind of patchy so he likes to rub this on his face and he thinks that because it came from fire that he's gonna be warm um i've just let him keep doing it but it doesn't really do anything so god bless him he's just you know that special backpacker that we all love and we all have one of those and you need to let them wear their charcoal mask to go like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it, a life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6'8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.